everybody. Welcome to episode 11 of Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, are my two good friends, Ray Volo and Dean Montalbano. Today's episode, we will be finishing our division previews with the final three divisions, the NFC South, the AFC West, and the NFC West. Um, next week, we will finalize our position rankings with the stragglers that, uh, to be frank, we didn't feel like touching. Um, but we will do our top five for those. We may even sneak in a quarterback pod. Um, after some fan reaction. So uh, stay tuned for that. We will be live for the draft as well. So make sure you check out our Twitch. We will hopefully be live. We're working on some technical difficulties, but um, stay tuned for that. So we'll get some surprises, some some guests on, on that pod. So that'll be really fun. And uh, we're working on a little drinking game for that too. So the boy should be sloshed, um, hopefully by the Jets' second pick. Um Fellas, how we doing? It's been a it's been a few weeks. It's been a few weeks. It's been a few fucking hours. It feels like trying to get this shit up and running, but you know, uh, we're hiring a non-paid interns and also a new IT guy. Dean may have just lost his position there, but you know, I don't know we'll, if he ever had the position. It's cool. It's cool resiliency. <laughs> we'll we'll deal. We'll deal with subpar employees. Yeah, season deal. season two of BTT will be new and improved. Oh, season two is going to be better than ever. Listen, it's a learning process, and I feel like uh, I feel like I should get some leniency when it comes to that. But I'm fucking pumped for this uh, pod. We get to go over three uh, awesome divisions. It kind of feels like we left the last, like the last three, as really the best three. They're all, they're definitely up there. I know we went over some piss poor ones already when we when you look at the AFC South and the NFC East, but. These are some sick ones. I'm pumped to go over them. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be nice. Ray, what's up? No, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I just agree. The divisions are okay. fucking wild. And I was talking about it before, but for some for teams that are all, like, insanely good, they have so many goddamn fucking picks, too. It doesn't even make any sense. None at all. Yeah, I really don't have, understand how all these teams have so many compensatory picks and – it's like it's it's getting out of hand. Actually, it's ridiculous. When was the last time the Jets got a compensatory pick? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. Is Salah of other uh, ethnicity? No, we, like, we don't. Probably like thirteen. Got to be San Fran gets, San, No, but San Fran gets it for that. It's the team that like right. yeah, 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 yeah. Brutal, absolutely miserable. All right, yeah, <laughs> the Jets don't do that. Sure. <laughs> um. All right, so we are going to be starting. With the NFC South, we're going in record order, as always. And we're going to start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, what a wild offseason it's been for Tampa Bay. They come in to this draft. They got six picks. They're picking at 27. Um, not too many areas of needs, obviously. This team is fully loaded and ready to go. But um, definitely some depth pieces that they need along the interior offensive line. They could use another safety, some wide receiver help, and some help in that secondary. Um, some big losses for them. Alex Kappa along that offensive line. Jordan Whitehead to the Jets. Let's go. Sure. OJ Howard and Ronald Jones also are gone. Um, they were able to add Russell Gage, Keanu Neal, and Logan Ryan. And they were able to retain Leonard Fournette, William Golson, and obviously Tom Brady is back after 40 days of retirement. And I think we were all assuming that Gronk will inevitably be back as well for sure um no so shot he's not a couple he already, other he's already insinuated it 
Yeah, uh, I think JPP is is still out there for them, and I think they'll probably end up re-signing him, but um, who knows on that. They don't have too much left in their cap space. I think they only have $5 million. Um, but this team, it looked like they were re- headed for a rebuild with Kyle Trask, and maybe they drafted a quarterback, and now Tom's back. Well, you forgot to, mention, forgot to mention the biggest thing. No more Bruce. No more Bruce. Hot bowl season. Yeah, that is. Bruce Arians obviously elevated into the front office, um, and it'll be first year with Todd Bowles for Brady. But um, honestly, I think it's just a well-oiled machine. But, um, Dean, talk to me about Tampa Bay. Talk to me about the offseason. And talk to me about this draft for them. Yeah, you went you went through it, honestly, perfectly. It was basically just a complete roller coaster. They went from a Super Bowl contender to full-blown fucking rebuild to back to a Super Bowl contender uh, and definitely arguably like top two, top three, especially with this roster they have and obviously Tom. But uh, the biggest thing that happened with Tom isn't even Tom, in my opinion. It obviously is. But another thing that really kind of gets overshadowed is the re-signings at a discount that they that the team – and in this case, Tampa Bay gets just because he's there. And when you look at this roster and you think of it fitting in a $208 million cap space, I believe that's what it is right now in 2022. It's fucking baffling. And it makes you just completely think that it's a complete fallacy in the first place that, and it really is the caps cap spaces means nothing. We really saw, especially with the Rams, but they basically got everyone who matters back. Um, I'm implying that they will get Gronk, um, you know, besides Sue Whitehead, who obviously go Jets, uh, Kappa and Marpet, but they got solid replacements for all of them, except for Sue with Keanu Neal, Logan Ryan, Shaq Mason. Um, and then another thing, they got Russell Gage, which I believe you said, uh, love me some Russell Gage. And they had some, they had some injuries in that wide receiver room. So I think that's a solid, solid. They also had a, a little bit of a, mental breakdown in that room as well. Um, going to pretend that we were there because we're jet season ticket holders, but when Antonio Brown walked out, we bailed on that game, but no one will know about it. We were there. Anyway, transitioning to the draft, out of uh, they have six picks, but three are in the top 100. I was shocked to hear that. Ray kind of said it perfectly at the top of the pod that a lot of these really good teams have a scary amount of draft capital still, and I have no fucking idea how. But they still have two holes to fill, and I kind of uh, alluded to it with the Ndamukong Sue. He's a big – he was a big force for them. Uh, I'm not really going to talk too much on JPP because I don't think he was that much of a factor for them at all last year. He didn't play a ton either. Sue had six sacks, and he was he was played a ton. But they need these guys to be, day, you know, day one impact players for obvious reasons. It's win or bust. Win a Lombardi trophy or bust. It's fucking – Tom is 900 years old. Um so those two holes are going to be interior line and interior D line, but 27 and 60, those are the first two picks in this draft are going to be prime positions to fill that. Uh, I mean, you're seeing it more and more Devonte Wyatt, the defensive tackle out of Georgia. If he's there at 27 fucking bonkers, Zion Johnson's not impossible to be there. And he gives you versatility at four or five positions. However you look at him, but for sure inside versatility at uh, a BC and then at 60, I think they should emphasize heavy on a gap-penetrating defensive tackle if they obviously go on the opposite end in the first. And I think that's Perry on Winfrey out of Oklahoma. You guys know how much I fucking love him. 
especially with that blitz-heavy defense, Bulls runs. And then at O-line at 67, I would love an extremely experienced guy there and look no further than Memphis's Dylan Parham. He had over 3,500 snaps, which is fucking appalling in his college career. I know he's going to be mostly projected as a center, but I believe he can play some guard and keep that 44-year-old upright. So sorry that that was a huge soliloquy, nah, but that was good. I feel like that was necessary. for. Nah, for that was Tampa. great, and I think you definitely highlighted the uh, the two areas of need on both sides of the ball in the trenches, and I know that's been a popular spot for Devontae Wyatt to fall, and if he ends up there, good good luck running the ball up the middle with him and Vita Vea, like, that's an insane tandem. Um, that pairing is so sexy I, to think I about. I love that. Um, but I also – I forgot to touch on the some of their other guys that they retained. They were obviously able to bring back Godwin on, on the franchise tag and uh, and Carlton Davis, who we obviously really like. Um, that could have been an area of need as well in that secondary. Um, though Murphy Bunting and, uh, and Jamel Dean are both free agents next year, so – could be another area, right? Where, where do you see them going? You see the same as Dean? Oh, uh, yeah. I was actually going to touch on that. I think um, you have to uh, take into account that Murphy Bunting and Jamel Dean are free agents next year. So, um, and especially at a position when they, they lost Whitehead, that secondary could be addressed with that first round pick. But it's also a deep uh, deep draft in the secondary. I would, I would kind of like uh, McCreary there in the second round. I feel like he'd be a good fit for Todd Bowles' scheme. He can play inside out, um, get a little sticky man guy. You can even blitz a little bit off the edge. But I think um, we have a 45-year-old quarterback. Uh, you got to address that offensive line with that hole that uh, Kappa left. So um, I think they're going to they're be well-positioned with their first-round pick to address that. I think they'll be jumping with joy if Zion gets there. I don't think he does. But someone like Green, I think, can fall a little bit. And I know people are talking about Lindy falling. I think that'd be a great fit for them as well. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I was thinking the same thing. It'd be interesting to see what they did with him, though. Um, they obviously brought back Ryan Jensen. Um, also, I mean, it's crazy because this has been the best pairing of wide receivers between Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin for the past few years. And who knows how long Tom's actually going to stay there and if they're shipping these guys out next year because Godwin's playing on the tag are they going to bring him back? And if Tom's not there, like, do you ship out Mike Evans and start to rebuild? So it um, could be another spot for a wide receiver too. I, I was thinking the same thing. I actually not had impossible. Uh, I actually had Dotson written down. I feel like he'd be a good fit for them too. That'd be a but great at, fit. For at them. the same time, they're I feel like they kind of need to be in win now mode. Uh, like this draft is deep at wide receiver. It's deep in the secondary. I feel like you got to adjust that offensive line. And I know people talk about maybe defensive tackle as well, but again, I think that's a position that they can get maybe in the second. I think Logan Hall would be a good fit in Todd Bowles' defense too. He can be like a little three-tech, five-tech type of guy, move around the defensive front, really versatile. I feel like uh, he kind of has a little bit of Leonard Williams in him a little bit, um, but I think he'd be a really good player there. Cool. Yeah, I like it. So we're going to move on to New Orleans here. Um, they have seven picks. They're picking at 16 and 19 now after the trade with the Eagles. Um, so a big move for New Orleans, giving up capital. Um, this year and in the 2023 draft, they will be without a first and a second uh, next year. So this is a big spot for New Orleans. Some areas of need. Quarterback is always number one. They were able to bring to bring back Jameis, but obviously 
um, first year without Sean Payton. Who knows if Dennis Allen wants to bring in a quarterback. Um, Edge also of area of need. Wide receiver has always been an area of need for the Saints. Um, and uh, some offensive tackle help as well after losing Toronto Armstead. Um, Toronto Armstead gone. Marcus Williams gone. Two big pieces for them. They were able to bring in Marcus May to fill Marcus Williams' spot. Um, Andy Dalton as an insurance policy for Jameis. Um, and they were also able to bring back Traquan Smith. So, Ray, talk to me about the Saints. Um, talk to me about the trade and how you feel about that. And what do you think they're doing with these two picks now? I mean, first instinct, uh, I was like, okay, wait for another move to happen because they're going to go up and get a quarterback. And to be honest, I still kind of think I'm still leaning that way. I, I know a lot, of, a lot of people are speculating they, they're closer than they than all the public thinks they are to competing. And maybe it was to position themselves ahead of the Chargers to get one of the tackles. But like, you're going to make that trade a month out to move up from what were they like 18 to seven to 18 to 16 to position yeah. yourself to possibly get one of the top four tackles. It just doesn't and make you're giving sense. up capital next year. You're giving up a first round next year and a second round and a second 2024. So I think it, it almost has to be a quarterback. I, I, I just, that price tag to me just screams quarterback. Um, I think the move is questionable to be honest. I agree. I just don't, I don't know. I just don't know what they're thinking, making that move so far out. Unless maybe they are just like, oh, we're, we just want to, we think we're close. We want to get two impact players right away. But I don't know. It's a weird, weird move, in my opinion. I, I still think, would not be shocked if another move comes, they move up the draft board a little bit more to target uh, Malik Willis. Or, God forbid, they stay back and they land one of those tackles and maybe even. I think Desmond Ritter would be a really good fit for this team. I'm not the, not sold on him. I know a lot of people are coming out saying he's a first round talent, a lot of board, but I, I don't know. I, I think it was a really weird move and they have some, they're a really good run organization though. Like they have something up their sleeve. Uh, I don't think this is going to be the last uh, firework that we hear from them. Right. Yeah. This is definitely, I, I mean, I agree. I think there's a second move coming. It's just, where is it going? Is it moving up with the Jets, moving up with the Giants, uh, trying to get ahead of Carolina possibly? I mean, people are saying Detroit might take Malik Willis at two. Um, so obviously, I don't think you're going to leapfrog them. But um, trying to leapfrog Carolina, trying to leapfrog Atlanta and Seattle all there could be in play. Um, let's say they like Jameis and they're going to stick with Jameis. What are you thinking at 16 and 19 for them? Yeah, I mean, I was going to get to – yeah, I was going to say that. I think offensive tackle, they have to replace Armstead. Is any, is one of those top four going to fall there? I don't know. Is Penning even a real – I don't think he's going to step – I don't think Penning's an immediate left tackle, personally. I think he's more better on the right side. He's got some issue with in uh, against the speed rushers and pass protection that could be a little tricky to just throw him out there on an island to start. But um, they also need some wide receiver help. I think this is – we all know that this first round is loaded with wide receiver talent, and I've been saying it for – since last year, I think Olave is a perfect fit for that wide receiver room. I think that could be a really good pick. And then, um, I mean, for all we know, they, maybe they just say, they say, fuck it. They want to add they, – maybe they, ha- they like a quarterback that they think is going to be there. And they, they, don't, they don't even move up again. They just add a quarterback and they add another impact talent. Yeah, I mean – think Pickett possibly gets to 16. I think they would be thrilled. I mean, I think if if they're high on a Pickett or a Ritter 
and they'd be thrilled to take one of those guys, one of those picks, and then add an impact player with the second one. Um, I just think it's really questionable to give up cap, like big just, capital next year. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm, I'm not sure if you heard me before, but I think that second round pick they gave up was in 2024. But okay. that's beside that's beside the point. That first round pick next year, I don't see how they give that up in, to get back into a class that people are saying isn't the most talented and quarterbacks not on their mind. I just don't. I don't get it. I don't. Right. I think it'd be very questionable. But again, the Saints have a, have a history of doing questionable shit. They trade up for Davenport a couple of years ago. Definitely. They're a really good run organization, and like a lot, of, but just a lot of their moves on the outside, they just look fucking weird. Yeah, reminds me of the Raiders. But their drafts, uh, yeah. are, always, their but drafts better, are always so fucking weird. Yeah, but better organization than the Raiders. Come on, that's fair enough. They also had Drew Brees, but yeah. Well, I mean, that one, that Alvin Kamara draft is still insane. Yeah, they, they had like. True. Some of their drafts, if you look back at the history, they just have like I think they have like seven guys who have got like pro balls in like one draft. It's like I can't remember the details. It's insane though. Yeah, Dean, anything to add? You want to let's roll. Yeah, let's roll. That was a ton. Uh I'll, I'll just say one quick thing. You know, I'm looking at their depth chart right now. They're not you can't start James Hurst as your starting left tackle. It's just not gonna do it. I'm pretty sure he was out of football for like six years. So they have a they have yeah. Christensen too at uh who they drafted last year in day two, I'm pretty sure, right? Uh yeah, they do. They also have like 20 million still left in cap. And I, I mean it. I'm not sure who I was gonna say really is out there for them. I mean, Eric Fisher's still out there, a good left tackle. That would be a nice replacement. I know people have been speculating that he's probably going back to Indy, but um that would be a really good spot for them and a good fit for them, I think. Um, but we can move on. Um, so we're going to Atlanta here. Atlanta's got nine picks. They are picking at eight. Um, another team in this division that needs a quarterback um, after losing Matt Ryan. They need edge help. They need wide receivers desperately um, after Calvin Ridley is suspended for the entire year. Then And they lost Russell Gage. They need safety help. And they could use a running back. Honestly, I don't want them to draft a running back because Cordell Patterson is my dude. But uh, we'll see what happens there. So, obviously, the, the big losses for them, Matt Ryan, um, no longer in Atlanta. Um, Olokun is in Jacksonville. Russell Gage is gone. Hayden Hurst is gone. Dante Fowler is also gone. Um, Marcus Mariota is the quarterback one right now on their depth chart. They were able to bring him and Casey Hayward over from Vegas. I do like the Casey Hayward pairing with uh, with A.J. Terrell. That's a really good cornerback duo. Um Lorenzo Carter, Rashawn Evans, and Jermaine Effetti also um, some notable ads, and they were obviously able to retain Cordero Patterson, um, the do it, the do it all, thirty-one year old running back, <laughs> wide receiver, kick returner, punt returner, player, owner, coach, entertainer. Nikki um, loves that shit. It's so it's so Jackie Moon. <laughs> Cordero um, Patterson is so Jackie Moon. Indeed, <laughs> uh, talk to me about Atlanta. What yeah. should they be? What should they be looking for at eight? Um, uh, I a quarterback. So, no. But let me let me kind of bring you through the motions on why I think so. Uh, first off, I think you're being incredibly kind to a team that is just absolutely brutal on paper. Oh, if I mean, you want to, you brought them oh, up. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. I'm not gonna let. I'm not gonna let you keep going on that. All right, go, go, I will go. show you the text receipts of our group chat. No, saying, I'm just saying right is now. Is Atlanta all- not the worst seven and eight team, uh, uh, eight and nine team you've ever fucking seen? Because that yes, team, one thousand percent, dunk, and they almost 1, made the 000. playoffs. 
Yeah, it's still nuts. Still nuts. I'm not being kind to this team. (laughs) I'm just saying right there. That that's why that's going to be the main reason why I'm discussing that I don't think they should be going quarterback at eight, and obviously that's going to be largely the fact that these quarterbacks are just not worth the eighth spot. Um, quarterbacks will always be overdrafted, but I, I I just can't see it for this year. I but let's just kind of dial back a tad. You know, obviously they just lost Matty Ice, which you know you had what 14 or 15 years of you know so you're kind of getting smacked in the face of reality they're in full rebuild mode uh, i well, i'm looking right now at the wide receiver room. i genuinely can't look at it without like my eyes starting to fucking phase out I, I i don't even know what's happening i feel like i'm partially going blind it's fucking Auden tate the mere bird and zacchaeus which zacchaeus is a solid young piece but that's just bonkers. I can't even tell you the backups. I've never heard of them besides Chad Henson, but brutal. Frank Darby, Kaderil Hodge. Oh my gosh. But anyway, Mariota, I, I like that as a little bridge because I believe that they did that for a reason. Uh, whether they even get a quarterback, which I see them mostly doing in the second round, opposed to at number eight. But obviously, you have a connection there with Arthur Smith. And he could, you know, play 2022 and make them, you know, they'll be close in games. I don't know how, but the Falcons always end up doing it, whether they suck or it looks fucking ugly. But I think this is kind of the time where you just punt on a quarterback. With this roster, you're just going to be throwing him to the Wolves anyway, um, considering that he would most likely play towards the back end of the year. But I feel like I'm being a bit too negative at the same time. This roster does obviously have young, solid, solid young pieces and their actual line is pretty rife with talent, especially with a lot of early round talent. Yeah. It's fucking pretty sick. It's going to be nuts. Like I loved Matt Hennessy at a temple. I really wanted the jets to get him, but um, yeah, I I just think that this is kind of going to be a year where they punt on it, get some more talent, mostly at ride receiver, at 8:43 and 58, it needs to. I'll kind of go quickly into who I think they should take there, but I think they should be praying for a Stroud, a Young, or I don't think it's crazy to say Rattler. You know, who says he's not going to have possibly a sick bounce back here at South Carolina? I've definitely seen crazier. But uh, I picks- do. I, I hate that guy so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, that guy, I hate that guy. I, I, that guy's a snake. <laughs> I'll say just say this and this yes. all alone. That is maybe top seven ugliest people on the planet. We, we can keep going. <laughs> Fuck. Right. Well, everyone doesn't look at people for their looks. I know. I just want to just a little sprinkle on top. It's a. Uh, I know. We knew you. Were, we already knew you were shallow. You didn't need to kind of rub it in your in our faces again. But at eight and forty three and fifty eight, it needs to be a wide receiver. Maybe fucking two. Um. Obviously, could see them doing Wilson or London at eight probably the first wide receiver off the board, which a lot of people theorize, but I think it would do them much better to probably wait in the second, maybe take a sky more. I think there's a ton of value there. I think eight is even a tad bit early for a wide receiver as well. Just kind of best, best guy available really outside of tight end and corner this and O line. They could take fucking anything. Yeah. I can see them going edge. I can see like a Jermaine yeah. going, going there or something. Hundred um, percent. I think that's a, just, that'd be a perfect pick for I them. Mean, now they're now they're in this this flux of are we horrible or 
are we going to be possibly pushing for the playoffs in a shitty NFC right now? Um, and they, I mean, Kyle Pitts is a really good player and he's going to be good for a very long time, but they fucked up last year, not taking one of those quarterbacks. I mean, it, it's hard because that's the hard truth. Three, three go ahead of that, right ahead of them. But you have Fields, which would have been a homecoming. And I'm not even the biggest Justin Fields guy, but like that, how much better of a situation are you in? Even without these wide receivers right now, you're just set up for the future or you take Mac Jones. Um, it's a really, really interesting situation because now you, now you have to be bad to get one of those quarterbacks. Next. Yeah, very true. They're in, they're in that no man's land. It's kind of a tough spot. There's a good chance that they are that fucking bad, though. I mean, there is, but there's a I lot don't know. Of dude, there's they, a lot they, of shitty teams, dude. You know that I, they, I don't. They, I, I don't think they're going to be a bottom sixteen. Yeah, I mean, they do have the they do have the Jackie Moon of the NFL, but this fucking defense, this front seven can't fucking do shit. Yeah, I disagree. I don't know. I think they're. I think their defense is like kind of not the worst. I think their secondary is good. It isn't yeah. because of their secondary. I mean, I love AJ Terrell. I love Isaiah Oliver coming out. I mean, they they could use a safety, but even there, I mean, they're they're gritty front, and they have that um, I don't know. I feel like that Tennessee regime. They just, I just feel like they just know what they want out of guys, and they just. Co- I feel like they've they had to have been good. I mean, let's be real. Like they they look at this roster, they, something had to have gone right for them. You yeah. make me. You actually make me really interested on how Vegas uh, sees it. NFL. 20. I can't that. remember what their over under was, but I think it's seven. I mean, their offense is their offense is Miz, but like they're they're strong up front, and you know that that offense just wants to run the ball and then go work off play action. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of agree with you though, in the sense that I think when you're a team that has this many holes, going wide receiver top ten isn't the move, especially when you exactly. have a couple of seconds. I say double dip, double dip in the second, bro. Get George Pickens and like. I don't even like Sky Moore, like you said. Like, imagine getting both those guys throwing them in there. Yo, not to brag, but Vegas one hundred percent agrees with me. Projects them to be be the second worst. Five and a half. Interesting. Only behind Houston. Interesting. Well, I mean, that's pretty insane that it's yeah the second worst of five and a half. But um, anyway. Yeah, it'll be interesting for them. Another bridge year. Get to see Mariota again. Dylan's favorite quarterback. Um, <laughs> Let's see, I, can I say this? The, the, the best pass. Called that. Called that. That that guy sucked. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, Everyone else was jerking off to him. I was like, that guy fucking blows. <laughs> I hated both of them. Him and James. Oh when they came I love. I loved me some James, bro. Oh, eat that. Eat that dub. James, eat yeah. that dub. <laughs> That's oh still God. the weirdest shit I've ever seen in the fucking yeah. pregame huddle ever. Miserable. It is um, pretty so fucking miserable. All right, let's so move we're on. We're gonna move uh, our last team in this uh, this NFC South, um, the Carolina Panthers. Um, year two of Matt Rule. This is another weird fucking situation team with their quarterback situation. They have six picks, um, and they don't. After the sixth overall pick, they don't pick again until the fourth round after the Sam Darnold trade with the Jets. Um, so this team is strapped for draft capital and they need to hit on six big time um offensive tackle major area of need and quarterback i think it has to be one of those two positions at six um they do still have a lot of cap left so 
We'll see if they make any moves before the draft, but um, nothing on the horizon now. They did lose arguably their best defensive player in Hassan Reddick. Um, they also lost Daquan Jones, Stefan Gilmore, Matt Paredes, and A.J. Bouye are still free agents, so we'll see if any of those guys end up coming back. They were able to add Austin Corbett, Xavier Woods, Matt Idonis. I really like that signing for them. They got him on a good price. Um, I think it might only be a one-year deal, but I like him as a player. Um, Bradley Bozeman to step in at center, and uh, the lovable Johnny Hecker. So maybe they run some fakes this year. Um, so, Ray, talk to me about Carolina, their quarterback situation um, with Darnold, or they drafted somebody, um, or they're taking this out, one of these offensive tackles because they desperately need it. Um, I will go D, none of the above. I'm a Matt Rule supporter, personally. I love that guy. I wanted to be a Jets coach. I only gave you two options, though, so it couldn't have been D. Um, oh, I guess you said, talk, ask about the quarterback situation. Whatever, fuck off. <laughs> um, that being said, I'm going uh, trade out. I think that's just the clearest day is the most obvious move. Potentially with a team that wants to jump ahead of Atlanta to get that wide receiver one. Um, Jets, cough, cough. But they have they have no picks, dude. They need to, they need to do something. And to be honest, I don't think I, it's just tough when an organization and like a head coach like this has his back against the wall. Like fuck it, he may just say fuck it and take a quarterback. Like what? Like my job's on the line. Apparently, yeah, according probably, to the media, that, that extends your that extends your time with the team. Hundred percent by like a by like two three years. I don't. But so. you buy the project length if you if you. It's Look what honestly, happened to Nagy. He got fired in the year after. Yeah, but that guy blows. Oh, dude, that that is a horrible, a horrible comparison to Matt Rule. Matt Rule's going into his what his third year, and fourth. Jim but Nagy. he's going to Nagy was three, there maybe. For, this is his third year, and Jim yeah. Nagy was there for how long? I'm, I'm not fucking. Yeah. so many underperforming teams. I mean, I'm just saying. Go, talk about the media pressure. The owner that that wants he wants to win clearly. And just, I don't think it necessarily buys you three years. I think that's kind of insane. Anyway, um, I think if you're going to do this the right, I think if you want to do this the right way, you don't reach on a quarterback here. You let it play out again with Darnold. I mean, you picked up a fifth year option. You're paying him. Like you got to, you got to do something. You have to protect him. If you don't, if you stay put where you are, you got to go either cross Neil Icky if one of them falls to you. I'm assuming one does. But I mean, the way I'd play it, I try to trade back into that ten to ten to thirteen range. Pick up a couple, pick up a day two pick maybe, and give you some capital and some flexibility to work with. But tackle is the number one priority in my opinion. And then, uh, other than that, you can look. I mean, they can use another edge. I don't know how Etor Gross Montos has been, but uh, edge is always important. been solid for them. Yeah, yeah, they have they have a decent uh, pairing down there. Um, they can use a linebacker I, help too. I know, but like. That offense kind of needs to get uh get on a roll. I think I think edge. I mean, I think offensive tackle is gonna have to be a pick in the first round. But just a matter of fact of how you're gonna play the board. I think yeah. you got to trade out. I think trading out just makes too much sense. And then in the second round, I would love for some. Oh, they don't have a second round. They pick. don't. Yeah, they don't Third. pick again until the fourth. That's why I, I think they, they they just they need more talent than just one player. Like one player is not solving for this team. Yeah. Um, if you can pick They've... up, a, you can trade back and pick up a second round pick. I love Christian Harris for this team too. Um, quick side note. I mean, I don't know if you were listening to first, uh, first draft today, but people are talking about Christian Harris. Like 
he could. Some people are saying he could fall to like the third or the fourth, which is I heard crazy. That, I'm I'm not, I mean, he's not my favorite linebacker, but I would. That guy's got I, talent. I can see him. I feel like his spot in this draft is at the back end of the second, but third is an absolute steal for him. Yeah. Um, I mean, this this Carolina team has definitely been the hottest team in terms of the quarterback buzz in this draft. They went to every single um, pro day for all these quarterbacks. And, I mean, people are speculating that Matt Rule was the one who recruited Kenny Pickett when he was at, was, when he was at Temple. Um, I was going to say, that being said, I don't think they should go quarterback, but if it's quarterback, it's Pickett. I don't 100%. see. It. I don't see. It being I, I don't see it being Willis. I don't see it being Willis at all. He'll right. step in, step in day one and mm-hmm. be the starting quarterback. I just also want to say something really quick back to the Matt Rule point because I, I feel like I feel like you might not like. I feel like you might have been. It might have been miscommunicated, but I was a hundred percent like agreeing with you, Ray. I was definitely agreeing with the fact that that's just the wrong way to do it, and I think that's the definitely going to be the way that you guarantee you get yourself fired but i feel like it really does buy the two to three year range but you can't this this needs to be go with sam or trade back and maybe you you like a desmond ritter at the beginning of the second or a matt corral and that's who you're eyeing and you play the draft well but it needs to be a line this team is actually really good on paper and it showed some nice flashes last year they didn't lose much. It wasn't a ton of turnover. This front seven is still scary. The back end is nasty with J.C. Horn, Chin, and C.J. Henderson. You know, it just needs to be offense. And Sam actually over this offseason was uncharacteristic of him. He, he came out the other day, and he was pretty confident. He was talking game. So I'm actually shocked. I feel like you got to – that has to be a reason to go in on Sam. Give him another chance. Yeah, I've said that before. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, that'll wrap it up for, uh, the NFC South. We're going to move on to the AFC West now. 